0: Well, hello there, Clock Dodgers. Guys, before I start up this podcast with this guest that I'm really looking forward to you guys talking with, um, I wanted to tell you guys about No Halftime really quick. It's a unique daily fantasy sports app where you use player versus player challenges. Um, I'm super hooked to it. I'm super addicted to it. Now, see, I'm really of the competitive nature. I like to believe a lot of my listeners are also um, because you guys had that same mentality as me when it comes to sports, you know, fantasy sports, you know, your jobs, your relationships with everything in life. I'm super competitive. And so I always had those friends. I like to talk a lot of junk to. I got family members. I like to talk a lot of junk to, you know, especially when it comes to sports. Uh, like I said, I'm really competitive and no halftime allows me another avenue to talk my talk. Listen, you challenge your friends, get them on there and challenge them to these, you know, these matchups that are just player versus player. It can be basketball, it can be football, it can be baseball, it can be golf, soccer, whatever you want. And it's so fun to be able to rub it in their faces. And like I said, it's just player versus player. It keeps it simple. It keeps it like old school. It gives you that old school vibe. Um, so I I need you guys to get on there. Get your friends and family involved, because that's the only way you're going to talk junk to them about it. Give them the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, so they have no excuse to not have money for you to take from them. And um, get on there and play now. Um, I know some people are you know really waiting for the football season to come back around, and I understand that. And I appreciate you for that, because I'm waiting too. But get on there now. Get this, get this money. While it's there, you know what I mean the, the the promo code could change, the promo itself could change. Get the ten dollars while you can, guys. C L O C K at sign up Get it now. Also hit them up on Twitter. Leave a you know a um a review on the on the app store for them, and then let them know you left it there. Let them know clocked out your essentials. You, they get you out a free T-shirt, which I'm actually wearing right now. It is one of the most comfortable shirts i ever worn in my life. I don't know who made these things, um, but. God bless him. God bless him, cause this 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 thing is comfortable. Um. Also, shout out to my boy Vinny. Yo, Vinny, what up, man? Hey, Podcast Hotline Kid has made this thing happen. It has made my dream a reality. Without it, it wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't be as easy. It wouldn't be as simple he has made this simple for me with this podcast hotline kit right now on the website clockdodgers.com if you go there there's a banner on the right right hand side sorry that um if you click on that banner you will actually get the podcast hotline kit for less than i paid for it um and that's not a joke that's not a uh you know something i'll fluff i'm throwing you guys this is the real deal um vinnie is the guy behind this product he is the greatest customer service person you'll ever meet in your life he came up with this great idea and it's a great product and it works I chat with him every single day about this product. I really can't get enough of it. And he even helps me out with stuff that aren't the podcast hotline kid. He's just super um, technical and, and good with this stuff. So um, he's 100% backed. I, I I love the dude and he, and he knows what he's doing. Um, so get on there, podcasthotlinekit.com, Or like I said, right on clouddodgers.com there's a banner on the right-hand side. Holler at him, guys. He's on Instagram and you can send him an email, however you want. Let him know I sent you. And he'll take care of you guys, I promise. I promise, I promise, I promise. Nohalftime.com, Podcast Hotline Kit.com, Clock It's where it's happening, baby. It's where it's happening. Let's get into the show. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot go
1: with him. Can't do it. I mean, listen, we're talking
0: about practice.
2: Now
1: locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers
0: podcast. All right, welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. This is episode thirty-one. I am your host Neil. I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening today. Um, my guest today is actually a man of many titles, uh, but most importantly, right now at the minute and this minute in time he has a, a specific title which everyone is concerned with and that's the creator of the Scott Fishbowl. Um, it's a fantasy football league like no other uh, which I'm fortunate enough to be a part of this year actually so I do want to thank him for that. Um, we're going to get more into exactly what the Scott Fishbowl is for those who don't know um, but I do want to um, welcome you to the show. You are the it guy right now. I know you're doing a lot of podcasts and you're busy but how are you doing today man? I
2: am doing good. I. It feels like I've run through that, uh, what they call an ESPN, the car wash. It feels like I've been on 15, 20 podcasts in the last week. but uh, (laughs) It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard you on a whole bunch, so I'm glad that uh, you could take time out of your busy day to be here. Um, Now, I guess we'll just jump right into this because I want to get as much as we can in here. Um, What's crazy is I I don't know – I didn't know of the Scott Fishbowl actually – um, before, I think it was last year, maybe, um, wh- which is crazy to me because, you know, I'm a part of it this year and it's so fun and there's, you know, so many people involved and, you know, to me, it's weird because there's a lot of people who don't know what it is, right? Um, you know, I, I talk to just people I know in everyday life who, who play fancy football and they're not really aware of it yet. Um, which, which is crazy to me. I tried to, you know, explain it to them. Like you have to, you know, be able to try to be a part of this or, you know, follow it at least. Um, and, You know, it's a really special league, and so for those who are listening that maybe don't know who it, don't know what it is yet, or who you are yet, um, can you just kind of break it down for them? You know, in the simplest way for you, I guess. Um, You know about what you know the the things that make it special, I guess.
2: Sure, and and you know, it doesn't surprise me that you run into a lot of people that don't know what it is or or maybe haven't heard my name, despite despite the fact I've been in the fantasy industry for fifteen plus years. I never, I never got to be really a well-known name. And if you look at uh, the entries for Scott Fishbowl, we have over 2,000 people signed, or about 2,000 people signed up for this year, which is a lot. But when you think about it, 2,000 over, you know, the span of the globe is really a really small number. So I understand that. Um, The Scott Fishbowl is a 480 team pro-am with uh, 360 analysts and 120 fans. The analysts come from, any site you can think of, uh, from Football Guys to ESPN to NFL.com, Yahoo, Roto World, CBS, uh, you name it, we got we got those we got guys in there, Roto experts, SiriusXM, we we got guys from just about any site you can think of, right? Uh, and, and not just not just uh, writers you haven't heard of the the biggest names in the industry play in this thing, and you get to play right alongside them.
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, b- before we get, I guess, into the the, the current, you know, uh, Scott Fishwell 480 and, and the future of it and everything, um, re- really quick, just to kind of get a brief history on it. Um, h- how long have you been doing this for now? I started, in, it started in 2010. Okay. And uh, it was 96
2: teams. The second year we had trouble filling it, believe it or not. And wow. it was 60 teams. Uh, I took a year off. Uh, And then after that, after that one year off, I came back and I really came hard at it. And I I talked to a lot of people I knew in the industry. And uh, it was 120 teams, and it's grown by 120 every year.
0: Wow, that's crazy. And and, and what is there any one contributing factor um, in in your opinion that, you know, really has made this thing take off? I mean, obviously besides your hard work, your dedication, um, all, all the things you've thrown into it, I mean, was it any of the big names that you got, you know, to be a part of this that kind of really made it catch fire? Was it something that just, I mean, was it something that happened or was it just, you know, your hard work and dedication, which makes sense if it is that, but I'm just curious if anything else, you know, really put it on the map or if it was just that.
2: Uh, honestly, I think the biggest asset that this league has is timing. We start at the Monday after the 4th of July every year, and there's just nothing going on in the in the industry. I, I chose that, uh, that date uh, a long time ago just so we would have these drafts done before August. August is a month where all of us analysts are busy with a ton of content, and fans and analysts alike are busy with a ton of drafts. So I wanted to make sure we had a draft that got done in time. And you mentioned the big names. I, that also helps. I mean, every time someone, you know, with some name value, name recognition in the industry joins, another person with name recognition in the industry might see that name and they'll want to join. And then another one and, and word of mouth will spread. And uh, I, I think I think it's just been a completely organic growth. But uh, there have been some good contributing factors like that.
0: Absolutely. And so... You know, you mentioned obviously the size. You said it, it went up and it went down and kind of, you know, took a year off and stuff. But but this year you said you had over 2000 people, you know, who, who tried to get in. Um, it's obviously a four hundred and eighty teams involved. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Is, is Do you feel like there's going to be a magic number for this? I mean, does it have to stop at a certain point or can it literally just keep growing to insane numbers? To be completely
2: honest, I thought 360 was the magic number. <laughs> I <laughs> thought last year I was done. I thought at 360, that was a nice SFB 360. It's got a nice ring to it. Uh, but then this year came, and I just had too many people that wanted in, too, especially too many analysts. And, and a huge aspect of this league is I want – you know the more recognized analysts the bigger sites to to be able to play and communicate with and get to know the smaller sites the less known people the the people that are on their way up in the industry because when i was on my way up in the industry i had you know bigger name guys give me a hand and help me out and and i hope that that's part of this uh and also it's it's really, really hard. It makes me sick turning away so many fans every year. So it, it just made sense to increase it. Um, I, I think at this point it it's fairly likely to increase next year. And just two weeks ago, I was saying that four eighty is it <laughs> because <laughs> it takes so much work. But uh, I, I think it's. It, in all likelihood, it's going to increase again next year.
0: You might you might have to start hiring some help over there, Scott. <laughs> I know.
2: I get told that every day. This is, this is not a one-man job, but I'm making it one. Well, so you're
0: doing far. a great job, man. I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, my, my favorite part about the league, obviously the league size and, and who's a part of it. And, you know, everything that you're doing is obviously um, one of my favorite things. But I, I think what's really cool is, you know, the unique roster setup that you have, the scoring system that you have in place. Um you know, when, when you're drafting, it's like, it's really weird because you, you think you have a plan in place. And then you're like, once you start drafting, you're realizing that everybody is not doing what you're doing. They're all doing their own thing. And you start to realize that in the league that you've created here, that there's really no, you know, one path to take. There's no one set, um, you know, strategy that's going to work hundred percent. Um, is that what went into, you know, the rules and, and, and the, the scoring that you've created here? Was that the goal?
2: That, that was, that was a big part of the goal. Uh, I, I wanted to make every, I think something I really love in drafts is creating draft chaos. And that's exactly what it does when you, when you create a scoring system like this, which isn't that off the wall, it, it may seem it, uh, when you put it all together, but, uh, PPR it's half PPR, which is, you know, common enough points per carry for running backs. That's not super common, but it's out there. Super flex is common. Uh, Tight end premium is common, but when you throw all four of those together, it it changes the values of the position so much that you're... Drafts can turn on a dime. One person can go RB heavy and justify it. One person can go QB heavy and justify it. Go tight end heavy and justify it. So you never know what the other guy is doing, and I, I think the draft chaos that that creates is really, really enjoyable.
0: Exactly. And, and and the other cool thing about that is, say you do feel like you're going to go a certain way. If you know if people start sniping you and they start taking out guys that you feel like you needed, you can instantly change that idea and like, okay, well then I'll just change it to this idea and, and go. This this route because you know you've left that option open for people. Um, so that that's really cool. Um just curious, I mean, just this year, let's say just for this year, is there one guy that you absolutely avoid at all costs with your scoring system?
2: Uh honestly, no. I, I can't think of a single guy that I've really avoided with this scoring system. I I mean there are guys that I generally avoid no matter what. Right. I, I don't I don't draft Brown's players. Uh, I outside of one year out of josh gordon and one year out of trent richardson in the last 25 years i mean there really hasn't been any good browns players that you draft and i'm not i'm not going to count uh, jordan cameron or gary barnage because gary barnage you probably didn't draft and jordan cameron i i think it was kind of a fluke year.
0: yeah so on the on the on the flip side is there one guy who you went in like i have to have this guy
2: <laughs> um well, I, I don't think it was a guy more as a position. I wanted to get running backs early. I wanted to get bell cow running backs early because in this scoring system, they score the most. Right. And uh, I feel like they drop off the quickest out of any position. Even tight end, I feel, is deeper than bell cow running backs. So uh, I went ahead and I got Ezekiel Elliott in the first and I got um, Doug Martin in the second. Uh, both of whom I think should be bell running backs it I didn't go in after players I just went in after a you know a a small game plan
0: right so so I really I went in uh, quarterback heavy actually and um, now you're concerning me that maybe I went the wrong way but (laughs) um, I don't don't know if you've seen my team but I'm just kind of curious if I throw them out there to you what you think I've done so far I'm only 12 rounds in but just curious if you think I've really killed it this year or if I really did a bad idea going into this um have have you seen the team at all the roster I put together so far
2: no but I just pulled it up okay and uh your your quarterbacks are my number one and number two ranked quarterbacks for this system I mean you have camera Cam Newton and Russell Wilson and uh only three quarterbacks rushed a hundred a hundred times had a hundred carries last year Uh and they they were two of them and wow. in this system that's that's 25 plus extra points per, per player there that's 50 extra points
0: obviously it hurt my running backs right I mean um I ended up with you know with guys like a <laughs> and, and Matt Jones um and then you see obviously I went for some guys who I figure maybe you know may, maybe we'll catch the ball or may you know steal carries from the starter or if someone gets hurt um wide receiver. I, I guess I did all right. I mean, I don't know, but you, do you think the Cameron Wilson thing is, 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 is it, is it going to be a gift or a curse? Is it basically either going to end me or, or propel me? You think?
2: I I think, I think it's, it's really tough to tell what, what you've created is a, a roster. That's probably not like a lot of rosters.
0: And that's um, what I was going I, for. I was hoping I was yeah. like 480 people. Maybe I had to do something different, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. If If you hit the playoffs and some of those, some of the guys on your team hit, it's it's probably unlikely that a lot of the playoff teams will have those same players in that same, uh, uh, you know, it, the, those same, uh, several of those same players on their team. I mean, I, I'm an Ajayi truther. I, I think most people in the industry know that. I, I am all behind Ajayi. So I, I really like that you have him. And, uh, I mean, let's be honest, with Matt Jones and Tevin Coleman, uh, Tevin Coleman, I mean, if Devonta Freeman gets injured or just busts uh which is possible I don't think he will but uh Tevin Coleman went to last year as the starter if Tevin Coleman can retake the starter job uh or if uh Devin Co- or if uh Devonta Freeman gets injured Man, you could have, you could have three starting running backs there. I love John Brown. I love Amari Cooper. Jarvis Landry is you know a solid producer. Willie sneed has got a lot of hype going into this year, uh, despite the signing of Anquan Bolden. I still like Snead. Uh, I I do think you have a team that, that could definitely make a run for the playoffs, and after that, you know, it's anyone's game.
0: Interesting, man. Well, that's a that's a good endorsement, man. I feel a little bit better now, even though you know, like I said, I didn't get running backs. You know, like you said, the bell cow was early, but you know, hopefully I have uh, made up for that a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so I, I, I did have a kind of a question here. You know, I, I hear people say, I personally say all the time, you know, going against top competition um, will raise, you know, your personal game, your your skill, your skill level. And so obviously who, who doesn't want to be in a forty, hundred, eighty 180 person um, mm-hmm. league because especially with these analysts and, and awesome fans, um, you know, to me, it can only make you better. But At the same time, you know, people join fantasy leagues or anything competitive really for that, for that matter, um, to win. So how do you feel about people who say, Oh, you know, I'm just going to join a 10 team league with guys at work who, you know, really don't know that much about it. It's going to be easy money for me. Like, what do you think about that? Like, do you feel like that's a cheap way out or do you understand, you know, where they're coming from when they do stuff like that instead of these awesome leagues, like 480 people?
2: You know, I don't think I'll, I I don't think I'll ever understand that, but I'm, I'm fine with them doing that. Uh, I don't play in any leagues with anybody like that. I play, I play in leagues with a lot of degenerates. Just to get into SFB, you have to be, have to be a degenerate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you really have to get at it to just to get in this league. And, and it's the same with my other leagues. I I hand choose the the guys, and they're all you know big fantasy nuts. Um, I'm I'm fine with someone who. Who does that? If if that's the like vibe of the league, but if you're that guy in the league, if it's like a competitive league and it's just that one guy, maybe find a different league. Be, <laughs> be a little more respectful.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that's how I look at it. I just don't find the fun in it. I know it's easy winning, but I just don't find the fun in it. Um, right. So what I want to do is I we do. Um, you know, we always do this this game on here called Foul or No Foul, um, which basically is I throw statements at you. Um, some are suggested by from listeners, some I just create on my own, um, and you basically, if you agree with the statement, then it's a no foul, um, and if you disagree, it's a foul. So, are you down to play that gotcha. with me? sure let's do it it's that time again <laughs> let's play another round of foul or no foul all right cool so the first one was submitted by at 8087 he's actually uh m- all, most of these today come from users on the fantasy life app um so at 8087 um his his statement is there is no such thing as a college offensive system stunting a quarterback's growth there's just simply only so many great quarterbacks per generation foul or no foul
2: so many i don't know i don't i don't I'm gonna say no foul. I don't think it stunts there. If you're truly a great quarterback, I don't think it stunts stunts their growth. It it might it might make it uh, well. I guess it might it might take a little longer for them to understand pro concepts. I right. suppose, but uh, I don't I don't think it's really going to affect their their long term trajectory. If if they're truly a great quarterback, they they're going to have a good football IQ and good raw talent. So. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no follow on that but I can kind of see both sides
0: right yeah you so you think that it'll eventually will just it will click you know you get the right teaching and everything and it will click I, I see what you're saying um, yeah
2: and I don't think it would stunt them for long a truly great quarterback will pick it up soon enough I, I don't think we're talking about a three-year you know needs to be retrained kind of thing if you're truly a great quarterback for for your average everyday you know maybe nfl backup it could i see i can see that stunting growth but, right uh for the great ones no
0: gotcha awesome all right the next one is from uh at joja dogs and uh his actually we were speaking about tevin coleman a second ago um his statement is tevin coleman uh obviously they're running back for the NFL falcons uh will get the majority of the carries over freeman by the end of the season foul or no foul <sighs> just the carries not wow. you know the receptions
2: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say if, it, if it's touches I would disagree if it's receptions, I would disagree. Um, I'm going to say foul. I, I think, I think that he's going to have to, he's going to have to really step up to do that. It's Devonta Freeman's job and he's going to, ha- he's going to have to mess up and I, I don't know how easily he's going to mess up. I, yeah, uh, I, I like Tevin Coleman for upside. But if I was a betting man, I would probably still bet on Devonta Freeman.
0: Okay, so Freeman, you still see him leading touches, carries, receptions, everything, but you see the potential uh, for Coleman there. All right. Yeah. I'll probably agree. Everyone seems to be, you know, head over heels for Coleman as far as um, getting the majority of the carries, as if it's, you know, set in stone. But I I agree. It's probably not as um, obvious as they act like it is. (laughs) Yeah. the the next the next foul or no foul is from at the bad guy, and his foul or no foul uh, statement is Moncrief will outscore Ty Hilton in PPR leagues this season. Foul or no foul?
2: Oof, you are talking to a guy that has been riding the Moncraft, Moncrief chain since his second year in college. Uh uh-uh. so this I, is a uh, tough one for you. No, it's not tough at all. I I it depends. If you're talking PPR, I can see it. Be I can see Ty. Uh, and him being closer, and Ty poss- probably winning that battle. Non PPR, I would take Moncrief just for his red zone.
0: Wow. Okay. That that's that's a big endorsement there, man. Yeah. It's, it's a little risky, but yeah, I, I'm <laughs> I'm a Moncrief fan. I, I like I, it. Yeah. I like it. All right. the the the, uh, the next one I want to throw at you here um, is going to be. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Here's 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 another one. Um, Doug Martin. You mentioned him earlier. Uh, Doug Martin. This is submitted by at jjk. He says Fowler no far uh, foul. Doug Martin is top ten this year. Top ten running back? Yes, running back. Sorry.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he top three or four last year. He's one of the few bell cows. I really like the. I, I like when uh, a quarterback like Jameis Winston, with a high football IQ, I, uh, can uh, come into his second season. The game will be a little slower. Uh, they already have some trees out there to. Uh, pull pull defenses back a little bit uh i think d mart is still going to have a pretty good year despite signing the big contract you know how how players like to uh slow down a little after signing that big contract yeah but, uh, I, I i still think d mart's gonna have a good year
0: okay gotcha i'm gonna throw three more at you because i got a bunch I, I like i said i know you're in a little bit of a rush this one these ones will just kind of rapid fire answer we won't you know break it down too much we'll just give the answers um the first one is uh josh gordon will play this season or no foul no
2: i'm gonna go with foul i i don't think he's coming back i know the nfl is gonna give him every opportunity but i don't know that josh Corden can can stay clean enough to pass a test
0: got it and that's from at cheesy thank you for that uh the next one is from at don't be hating and he says lamar miller will be top three this season as a running back
2: as much as it pains me that I'm not a Lamar Miller fan, his touches are going to be there. I I think that is no fall. I think it's, I I think it's a bold statement, but I think it's very very possible.
0: Absolutely, and it, it actually shocked me in in my division in the uh, Scott Fishbowl 480. He was picked number three too. I was I was yeah shocked there first. I wouldn't.
2: I don't have him ranked three, but the I don't think it's an outlandish statement either.
0: Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, thank you to everybody who was submitting those in. Uh, like, get, if we, if I missed any of them, we'll get them for another episode. Um, now, what's next for for you for the Scott Fish Bowl? You know, where where does this go from here? Um, I, obviously, you said you think the numbers go up as far as you know the teams and everything. But have have you thought about you know where this goes five years from now, ten years from now, or are you just kind of enjoying the moment?
2: I'm I'm in the point where I'm so busy fixing. Fires like missed picks and stuff like that, that I, and like uh, replying to people on Twitter, trying to keep up and failing miserably, and doing we, uh, podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> that I I am still in the moment, but trust me, once once these drafts are over and I have a few moments to reflect, I'm I'm really going to take stock of it because this year this league became something I I didn't think it would would happen to it. Last year it was big, like it was number one trending on Twitter for a bit. This year it was number two trending on Twitter in many cities. Uh, Tim Duncan retiring kind of pushed us down to number two. Yeah, I've seen but, that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, it became a life of its own where I- I've been contacted by you know some very – some some big sites and big people about next year and about prizes and about sponsorships and uh, this year there was mocks and there was adp and there was just this huge buildup i think i'm really going to have to think about what i need to do next year or what the future of this is because it's it's clear that it's not just a league anymore
0: absolutely and and that kind of um you know i you know clock dodgers i started a league for clock dodgers and it actually was going to be just a clock dodgers league with you know with people who listen and, and people that i talk to every day and then um some guys that are actually also in um the scott fishbowl which are guys from the fancy life og podcast um they came to me with an idea of kind of going against each other so like clock dodgers division and a you know, fancy life of G division. So we actually got 32 teams we split them into two divisions, 16 each. And then we actually yesterday did like me and and one of the guys, Mike um, did like a GM draft. So we actually drafted the GMs that will be in our divisions. So we thought that was pretty cool. It's always fun. You know, when, when guys like yourself and stuff, inspire people to think of new ways to do these things to, you know, to make them funner. And so, um, you know, you were definitely a part of that inspiration as far as all the, you know, unique stuff you do, but um, it's fun seeing those things come out of, you know, come out of everywhere with it, with the fantasy football game as crazy as it is um you also through the scott fishbowl because it's becoming so big and everything you've realized that you can also help people with this um through the um the charity which you do which is the toys for tots um do you want to tell people where they can how they can help out with that as well
2: that, uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Some podcasts don't some podcasts do I, I really do appreciate it when they when they do though it's if I have any kind of platform out here I'm, I'm gonna try to use it to uh, to help some people and and just the thought of little kids that don't normally get toys for Christmas getting toys for Christmas if you're listening and you have kids, you know what it's like to give your kid a new toy. It's just amazing. so I run I run fantasy fantasycares.net. And we uh, raise money for Toys for Tots, and the money is spent directly on toys. Uh, I I publish all the receipts. I publish all the donations. I I take lots and lots of pictures of all the toys, and my son usually gets in there because he helps me buy them. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and it's it's just it's such a such a great charity. It's just it's just something I'm really passionate about. And if you're interested, I, I run leagues, I run leagues for those who donate and, uh, I do have prizes for those as well. So you donate, you get to see toys bought for kids and you get to play in an interesting, unique, fun league that I'm running. And, uh, you have a chance to win prizes, usually not cash because that goes to Toys for Todd's. But <laughs> I have lots of friends in the industry that that support me and, and give me stuff to give away.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's very cool. And, you know, at Clock Dodgers, we're all about that. So definitely, guys, fantasycares.net um, to, you know, to read up more on there and go in there and, and, and help Scott out with that. Um, Scott, you know, at the Cloud Dodgers podcast, it's not just about sports, it's not about entertainment or just any one specific thing. Um, I, we really cover everything here. Um, I, I do always ask my guests to kind of drop like a final message for, for the listeners. And, and it literally can be anything. It doesn't have to be fancy football. Um, it, it, can, can you just give you know, people one thing to walk away with if it's not the Scott Fish Bowl, if it's not you know, what, what any, anything you want? You know, just give them one message here that you want them to walk away with.
2: No, I, I kind of said this, uh, something similar on the backyard banter with uh, Matt Harmon last night. But uh, consider taking one of the entry fees in your league and giving it to charity it doesn't have to be toys for tots it could be any charity but that little bit makes a difference and honestly you won't miss it from your league and and generally it takes so little to do something nice or to make someone's day be it smiling and waving at someone going by or or saying hello to someone as you walk by them on the street or or buying the the coffee for the person behind you in line at starbucks or or whatever it is it's it's really really easy to be nice and to to brighten someone's day. And I I I just would say, try, try to, (laughs) try to do that just a little bit more. And if we all do that just a little bit more, this is going to be a much happier world to live in.
0: Absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you said that, man. I'm happy that was the message you went out on there. Um, I really appreciate it. I do want to thank you again, man, for coming on. It was an honor to have a you know a moment to speak with you. It's an honor to be a part of the Scott Fish Bowl. Um, just if you want to really quick, where can everyone find you or you know hit you up? I know yeah I know you're busy, but I'm gonna send more people your way.
2: <laughs> nice uh, Scott Fish 24 uh, at, at scottfish Scott Fish 24 on Twitter, uh, ScottFishBowl.com. You can sign up for next year. And uh, fantasycares.net, uh donate. I run leagues, etc., etc.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Do not forget fancycares.net, scottfishbowl.com. Again, Scott, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been it's been great talking to you. Be kind, be great, and keep dodging, my man. <laughs>
2: All right, thanks a lot. <laughs> All right,
0: have a good one. Big shout out to Scott for coming on the show. I really appreciate that. It's always nice, you know, to sit down and have a chat with someone who has created something from the bottom up. Um, you know, with a super amount of passion for something. They don't mind putting in the hard work um, because they know at the end of the day, it's all worth it. Um, So Scott, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being the creator, the CEO, the Presidente, you know, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, Thank you for coming on and creating such a cool fantasy football league. Again, guys, Scott Fishbowl. 480 this year scott fishbowl who knows what next year um but again you know big ups to him for doing that you guys know where to find him you know where to support him at please hit up hit him up on social media hit up the charity do everything you can to uh to help people who are are doing good things and fun things uh you know for the for the fantasy sports community or just any you know any community in general so big big shout out again for him um taking time out of his busy day to come on here um obviously i want to close this thing out with some more fantasy football talk, more NFL talk, um, just you know, just that stuff in general. Um, the big, the big, you know, football news of the day, or you can, I guess you can look at it as fantasy, however you want to look at it. But um, Arian Foster signed with the Dolphins. Now I know some people um, have already hit me up, you know, mentioning, you know, how how big of a deal do I think it is? How do I think it affects a Ajay? I'm not too concerned about it, you know. What I mean, you may put me in a minority group with that one, as far as uh, the, the 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 group of people who, who aren't too concerned about it. I think a lot of um, Ajaye owners or people who were targeting Ajay are, are probably upset about it. Um, that's just a general, you know, feeling I'm getting. But um, as much as I love Aaron Foster, because when I say this, Aaron Foster is one of my favorite people in the league. Like seriously, um, everything I've seen from that dude um, seems like a really, really good dude. Obviously, he's dealt with some injuries, so obviously he has, he has a crazy passion for football because he keeps coming back. Um, but that being said, um, because of those injuries, you know that have kind of um, affected his career here of late. Um, I I I can't, you know, I, I can't imagine that he's gonna, you know, co- pu- you know, present a real threat to Ajayi. Uh I know Ajayi, um before Foster signed everyone assumed he was kind of the guy um, I still think he's the guy I still don't see foster hurting him like that um, of course Foster's gonna get carries who knows maybe it's a split situation um, if anything he's gonna keep a fresher by, by being able to have a, a, a real back to split these stuff with uh, maybe he catches the ball a little more than a or something you know something something to mix it up um, but I I have no worries um, going into drafts to draft a Jai, or if I'm a Jai owner, I have no worries at all, no concerns. Um, I, I like the signing all around, and you know, and hopefully Foster can do something good with it. Um, you know, I, I know it's not probably a a big grand deal like he would want, but um, you know, being a guy who's had these kind of injuries and stuff, this is the stuff that you guys, you know, you got to kind of build yourself back up towards um, when when you've dealt with that to kind of prove people um, wrong that you can still do this. Um, so, you know, again. Ajay owners don't panic. Um, get Foster if you can. I mean, you know, late or whenever, whenever he's going now. Of course, his ADP is going to go up uh, because people were just drafting him late. You know, kind of taking a flyer on it. Now you know where he's going. Now you feel better about it. Um, so you could pick him up. Just I wouldn't expect, you know, the Foster that you've that you remember on the Titans and stuff. Um, but I do wish him the best because again, seems like a really solid dude. Um, and I think that's that's probably the biggest sign in or, 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 you know, biggest NFL news, um, just this past couple of days, I can't think of anything else that has really, um, you know, shaken anything up. Um, I think that's, that's probably the big one. Um, the cool thing with Scott, the Scott Fishbowl is, um, which actually I have a Jai on there too, uh, is I, I, I finally finished my draft. So between talking to Scott and now um, you know, doing this show, I actually have finished that, finished that draft. And so I really like my team. Um, of course I, I've spoken to a few people. Some people love it. Some people are like, Hey, you took risk and you got to do that, you know, in a big tournament. And I, and I, and I agree. i um, just a quick rundown on my team. I got a quarterback, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, and Kaepernick kind of just took a flyer on Kaepernick. I don't know if he's going to be the starter with San Francisco or not. If he is, that's a huge pickup for me. Um, in case anyone gets hurt or on bye weeks you know, and stuff like that. But, um, obviously Newton and Russell are going to be my starters. You know, going forward, my running backs. This is where things are a little bit, you know, for some people it's a little bit shaky. I love it, but for some people it's a little shaky. I'm um, Ajay, Matt Jones, Theo Riddick, Tevin Coleman, Bilal Powell, and James White. My thinking there is Jaya and Matt Jones when they're starting jobs, when the majority of the carries, and so I get a lot of carry points there, as well as I think they're just, you know, the guys that are going to get the touchdowns for their teams, big playability stuff like that. Um, Theo Riddick and Tevin Coleman um, two different, you know, views there. I think Riddick's going to catch a lot of catches for PPR. Um, so if you're just in a full point PPR league for running backs, that's great period. Um, but in this league, it's a little different, but I still think he's valuable. Um, Tevin Coleman, me and Scott talked about it. You heard it. Um, but, um, some people think he's going to get more carries than Devante Freeman. I, I, I don't think I'm part of that camp, but, um, if he does, more power to me, right? Um, but I, I do think he's going to be much more useful this year than he was last year. And so for that, I think he's worth a pick when I got him. Bilal Powell, you know, if Forte gets hurt or not, I still feel like Powell is going to get introduced more into the offense as we go along here. Um, But, you know, if something does happen to Forte, I think that, you know, increases a, an incredibly amount of stock there for, for Powell. And then James White, I just took a flyer on. Again, another guy, he he's backing up Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis, we've seen went down last year. That's um, kind of been his thing, you know, throughout his career. Unfortunately, he's been a um, injury prone kind of guy in his short career here. Um, but he's a great player when healthy. Um, but if he does go down like he did last year, James White can come up big. So again, it was just a, a late, you know, last three rounds or something. I picked James White somewhere in there. Um, my wide receivers are Amari Cooper raider homer love you can call it <laughs> but uh i really think he's in for a really big year jarvis landry again just another one of my guys i know some people throw shade on him but uh a guy that i just i just love him man fancy and, and, and whatever i love jarvis landry as a as a, as a fancy player he's really good um john brown some people are still sleeping on the guy i don't know how but uh i feel big years in store willie sneed um some people have been trumping him up this off season uh I, again, uh, I believe Matt Harmon did a piece on him. Shout out to Matt Harmon. Um, just another guy that I feel is in for possibly a big season. I rolled the dice on Brashard Perriman. If he can stay healthy, I think he is a difference maker for the Baltimore offense. He's different than what they have already. Um, so I feel like he has that big playability. I threw Pierre Garçon in there. I just feel like he could be a steady Eddie um, if if Cousins You know, instills a lot of faith in him. Uh, Danny Amendola, again, just kind of just kind of rolling the dice on this, you know, there's a, there's, there's there's a chance, you know, that he can, um, have some big games. Uh, so I rolled the dice on him, Ted Ginn jr. I got him super late in the draft. Not really sure why he falls so late in drafts. I understand Benjamin's back and I understand some of their receivers are a little more entrenched in the system now, but still Ted Ginn had a pretty good year last year, you know? So, um, why, why couldn't he continue that? Um, a little bit here, excuse me. And my, my uh my last wide receiver that i picked and this is just a guy that i feel really good about um as a rookie i feel like he can make more he can make a difference for that offense which is uh daniel daniel excuse me daniel braverman um really really just a guy no one's really talking about for the most part but a guy that i like personally i I think his game can translate to the nfl i think he good could be a good weapon in the slot for teams and so i'm hoping that you know, he does rise to the occasion. And my tight ends, um, the last position here is we got Delaney Walker, which again, of course, I'm a fan of him. Um, Clive Walford, as a Raider fan, if you don't believe in Walford right now, I feel sorry for you, but he's gonna have a good year as long as he stays healthy. And then the last two, I just kind of, you know, Richard Rodgers and Virgil Green threw the dice on him. If Virgil Green could be the man in Denver, we'll see. That could be big for me. If not, if he doesn't, it's all right, because I don't necessarily need him to be good uh, for my team. So I feel good about the overall team. You're not probably going to find like like Scott said. You're probably not going to find many people with the setup that I have as far as the guys that I have in place here um, with this exact grouping. Um, which out of 480 people, 480 people to not have, um, you know, many people with similar lineups is very important to me. Um, so I think that will be, like I said in our conversation, kind of the gift or the curse. Um, it could be a really, really good thing, or it could be a really bad thing. Um, that I went a different route than everybody else, but in a in a in a tournament this size and a league this size, you know, you gotta do stuff like that. Why why play it safe and just you know and just be in the middle of the pack or whatever the case may be? So um, very very happy with the outcome of that. And again, I can't express it enough how fun that draft was. Super fun through my fantasy league. Um, you know the way the way Scott has it. Like I mentioned when I talked to him there recently on the pod here. Um, just the way he has it set up leaves, you know, endless options for you. Hopefully more leagues go in that direction where, um, you have multiple options, um, and, and, and different kinds of setups and they get creative with it. Um, because why not, you know, let's not get stuck in this, in this bubble. Let's not get stuck in this one way to do things type of, you know, type of situation. It's, um, it's worth exploring other options and making your league fun and different. And maybe people will stick around more if you do that. Um, So, again, I look forward to that. Scott Fishbowl, if you guys can, like I said, check it out anyway, Um, check out the website, check out the charity, hit him up on Twitter, Uh, good dude, Um, and we appreciate the hard work that he puts in for that and for the charity stuff that he does. So, thank you, Scott. Much appreciated. And maybe we'll have him on again, you know, during the season or something and kind of, uh, you know, get an update on the team and see how we're going, which I will um, update you guys, you know, whenever we do fantasy podcasts and stuff, how my team is doing once the season starts, of course. Um, As far as... The, um, I did get some other questions, uh, for, uh, I, I got some more fantasy football questions that I didn't get to get with Scott. I didn't get to go into them. Um, so I just wanted to check some of them out really quick and run through some with you guys. Um, at yes, sir. Yes sir on the Fantasy life app. Um, he, his, um, question was Duke Johnson is a top 20 running back. Uh, I love Duke Johnson so much. Um, he, he didn't say the format. If we're talking PPR, um, am I crazy? But I think I, I might be able to see that actually. I actually could see that in the PPR. Um, you know, it de- depends on how they use him and whether they're willing to, uh, you know, give him the bulk of the work. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think it's as crazy as it may sound. Um, at Jaden Swinger one bold prediction. He says David Johnson loses the job to Chris Johnson. To me, that is a, a foul. I don't, I don't see how that's possible. Um, which is why it's a bold prediction for you, Jaden. I understand. Um, it's cool. You know, it's a cool idea. Uh, Chris did a good job last year, but I think David Johnson at this point has has established himself um, as the guy, as the go-to guy, and I don't see him losing that to an aging Chris Johnson. Um, although, again, like I said, Jaden, I definitely understand it's a bold prediction for a reason. And you know, if an injury or something happened, it wouldn't be too crazy. But straight out, straight up, no, I. I I don't, I don't see him losing the job to Chris Johnson. Um, at Chastain, on the Fantasy Life app, Keenan Allen will outscore A-Rob in all formats. All formats. This is a tough one because some people believe that A-Rob takes a step back this season. Some people believe that Bortles takes a step back this season. Some people believe that their offense in whole takes a step back this season. And, of course, you could be at the logic that Allen Hearns, um, could he, could he impose himself even more on this offense? I don't know. Um, could someone like Marquise Lee step up a little more, which I've actually heard a Rob and the guys mention him before on podcasts and whatnot. So, um, Keenan Allen is the man in San Diego. Uh, there's, there's no, there's no better wide receiver on the team. There's no real wide receiver competition, in my opinion, compared to Keenan Allen's skills. So, uh, Phillip Rivers could definitely lock in on him again and kind of, uh, you know, make that happen. Um, if I, if I had to guess though, I would say a Rob is still better. Um, but actually they're, 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 they're kind of even, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say, this is like an even move. Uh, Keenan Allen or a Rob, I think you're going to get similar production either way. Um, and really it just depends on your preference, on uh, which guy you go with. Um, so I rode the fence on that one. I took the easy way out. I'm sorry, Chastain. It's just the way it is. (laughs) I apologize, man. I apologize. I apologize. Um, but thank you for the, for the, for the, uh, the interaction here with the pod. Um, we have winning at winning. He's winning. His, uh, foul or no foul. Jerick McKinnon is a top three backup running back in the league. Had you guys thought I was going to say top three running back? No, he says top three running Backup running back in the league. I guess it's really concerns you if you are handcuffing Adrian Peterson. Um, if you're maybe if you're in a dynasty league or something, and you think that Adrian Peterson is going to retire soon or something, but um, I, I would say I would say no foul. I, I I agree with you. I do think he's a top three running back in the league. I do believe if he had an opportunity for a bigger role in that offense, like say AP got hurt or something, that he could um, do some things. So I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not thinking about all of them off the top of my head right now, but um, just off a of potential loan, I, I do think he has the, the capabilities to be the top three backup in the league uh, with no question. Trying to see if there's any other ones that I missed because uh, I just want to get them in. You know, you guys were always nice and kind to submit these. And so I don't ever want to miss anything because um, I really do appreciate you guys sending them. Um, I think... At Hoff, HOF, A-Rob will finish outside the top 10. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he will. I, I'm going to call and foul on that one. Um, but it's not crazy. It's not, a, it's not a crazy thing if it happens. Um, at Raiko, 58, he sent me two of them. Amari Cooper will be a top five wide receiver. If I'm being the bald raider, bold, bald, I'm bald too, but if I'm being the bold raider homer that I am, um, I will say no foul. He will be a top five wide receiver. Um, if I'm being the bias Raider hitter, I would say that's a foul. He will not finish in the top five. And if I'm being just a logical (laughs) fantasy fan, I would probably say foul as well. Um, but man, again, you guys are bringing some good questions here because I don't, again, I don't think it's out. I don't think you're out of bounds to say that. I don't think it's crazy. I don't, I don't think it's nuts if Amari Cooper ends up in the top five, because I believe he has a you know the capabilities of doing it. I believe if him and Derek Carr step it up, that offense ramps it up, that he can do that. Um, I just don't know how much of a running team the Raiders are going to be and whether that will affect that that opportunity, that chance to be a top five, because that's going to require a lot of passing. Uh, you also sent Dwayne Allen will be a top 10 tight end. I'm assuming that's because Fleener's gone. You're saying that and if he stays healthy and Andrew Luck stays healthy... Um, hmm. trying to think of the other ten tight ends that I would put above him. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big Dwayne Allen fan. Um, it just uh, in general. I I understand he has all the capabilities, um, but I'm I'm just not a big fan of his. And when it comes to fantasy, he's just not my cup of tea. So I'm gonna say foul. Again, like other people, <laughs> you know everything's up to perception and. And you could just, you know, you could look at it either way. So um, the opportunity is there. I'm not crazy about the idea, though. So I'm going to say, like I said, I'm going to say foul. Um, And again, guys, I'm just running through some of these. These are some that I have gotten in the past that I never got to, um, that I just never got to, you know, for whatever reason, slip through the cracks or didn't get to get to it with a guest because time, you know, didn't allow... Um, so I'm trying to get through some of these now because, again, I really appreciate you guys doing this. And it's fun, um, you know, to answer your questions and to see, you know, what's on the mind of fantasy footballers, you know, out there right now. What's on the mind of NFL fans out there right now. Um, and so that's why I'm just kind of getting to some of these. And I love to stir up conversation. I love to stir up debate. And that's exactly what this will do. Um I have one or two more that I just wanted to hit on. Um, CM, I never know how to say your name, man. I say CM Cocho. <laughs> I don't know if it's CM Cocho. I don't know, you know. I don't know what how you pronounce the name, and I, and I apologize. And please correct me when you listen to this. Hit me up and you know on Twitter or the Clock Dodgers chat and and tell me what's really good with the name. But um, Fowler, no foul. Drafting Bradford in dynasty, hoping he gets traded out of Philly. That's that's a good question. Like you said, he's only twenty eight years old. Um, I say foul because I'm just not a big Bradford guy. Um, I don't think I mean, he if he gets traded out of Philly, where is he going to go? You know, what wh- who's going to trade for Bradford? Um, will he make that much of an impact when he goes there? I mean, I just, I just, I think we're done with Bradford at this point. I'm not, I don't know. The guy ever since the guy said, or at least the reports that I heard, allegedly he was looking into possibly retiring. He lost me. He lost me with that. Anytime a guy says they're considering retiring, you lose me because at that point I assume your passion is dead. Um, I can't help but think that. I just do think that, and and so I don't think. You know, I wouldn't want my team trading for Sam Bradford. And again, the guy is skilled. He's talented, um, but it just it just doesn't. He just doesn't do it for me. And, And again, the retirement comments. Um, kind of pushed me off on him altogether. You also sent me another one um, at CM Cocho, whatever (laughs) your name is. Um, uh, Foul or no foul, you would be okay with Geno Smith as a starting quarterback for your team. I absolutely would not be okay with Geno Smith being a starting quarterback for me. Um, I mean, I I can't think of a team in the league where I would be okay with switching their starting quarterback out for Geno Smith. Um, Even to the, the situation in Denver, I would still choose whatever they have. I do not like Geno Smith's skills. Um, I, I just, I just don't. Um, even when the Raiders played them last year, you know, he took off running down the sideline, didn't step out for whatever reason. I, I'm not sure why he didn't step out, um, but he got crushed by a cornerback. You know, just like a laser coming across the field, and it just didn't seem very, you know, he just didn't seem very aware. Like, why, why did you keep running? Why did you allow this dude to just drill you? Um, it, it just didn't make sense to me. And maybe I'm wrong for judging the guy off a of one play. And I know he made a big, you know, a big run that play, but it just boggled my mind why this guy continued to run and didn't just step out of bounds. Um, you need your quarterback to be smart. I need my quarterback to be smart. As a fan of a team, I want my quarterback to be smart. Um, and that, that wasn't a smart move. That wasn't a heads up play, um, to not ever just step out of bounds. I understand everybody wants to be a hero. Everybody wants to, you know, get all the glory and, and, and he wants to win the game for his team, but not stepping out as the quarterback, risking your team like that. Um, Fitzpatrick was already knocked out of the game. Uh, it just, it, I just didn't like the, the decision making. And maybe it was just a little brain fart on his end. I don't know. But um, up until this point in the NFL, he has not impressed me. Great, great college career. Um, but in the NFL, he has not impressed me um, to a point where I would feel comfortable with that. And Jets, what are you doing? Sign Fitzpatrick, get this over with. You got, you got everybody worried. You're not just me. Not just other fancy players. Even Brandon Marshall said Fitzpatrick has an answer in his text. What's going on, guys? Fitzpatrick has to be a jet. Don't don't let this dude walk away. Don't let this dude sign with somebody else. Um, even if he's you're you're getting to a point where it's to me like it's like you're playing with this dude's um some res I don't know, if you're playing with his respect, put some respect on the man's name. Put some respect on his name, bro. Like, he's not a bad quarterback. He's better than any option you have. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm flipping out right now because they're drafting quarterbacks and you got Geno and you guys can cover that up all you want and tell me you love the quarterback you drafted or you love Geno Smith. Give him another chance. I don't care what you say. You, me, we all know Fitzpatrick is the best thing for your team at this current moment. Brandon Marshall knows it. I know it. Jets fans know it. Just sign the guy already, man. Just give him the money. You've seen the Broncos just gave Von Miller his money. I mean, that's something I forgot to mention. Von Miller signed with the Broncos, re-signed with the Broncos. Fat contract, well-deserved contract. Um the, bon- the Broncos tried to play hardball and they stopped because they realized it's not worth it. Uh, I'm not saying FitzPatrick is some Hall of Fame quarterback, but trust me the guy is not bad. You could do a lot worse. You actually have a lot worse on your team um, at the current moment and I think moving forward with what you have and not re-signing FitzPatrick is a mistake. So hopefully you come to your senses here Jets and uh Jets front office and uh and re-sign the guy before you uh you know you piss him off to a point where he doesn't want to re-sign with you or you know wants to get revenge on you somehow or whatever the case may be um just re-sign the guy because fancy football fans want it Jets fans want it I haven't heard a Jets fan argue it so um I got to assume that they want it uh and so 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 get that done man get that done what you waiting for I really don't understand it I don't understand why teams wait for stuff like this. Like, you know, the guy is the best thing for your team. You know, don't, don't get so, don't get so emotional. Don't get so emotional, guys. Do not let emotions affect your decision. Do not let emotions affect the decisions you make. Okay. They get you in trouble. They get you in trouble every single time when you make decisions on an emotional level. It's just not worth it. It's really not. I promise you it's not worth it. Just be level-headed, go into that to that decision, even keeled. just logically think about the answer. don't don't ruin your decision or an opportunity or a choice um, because you want to be emotional about something. You're not going to gain anything. There's no reason for it. There's no reason to be you know thinking off of that emotion um, and letting that dictate um, the decisions you make. So get them signed. And that goes out to any team who's got a star player. I know you're protecting your business. I know. I know it's your money, not mine, right? It's easy to say. (laughs) But in reality, you know what I mean? If you're you're running a business, you want the best guys on your team. You want the best. You want the the people around you who are going to make you a success, who are going to help you reach your dreams and your goals. Not signing Fitzpatrick doesn't help you. Not signing Von Miller doesn't help you being hard-headed and emotional and sticking to your guns is not going to help you when we're talking about value the guy's valuable to you just just pay the man we just seen it in in the nba and i'm going to speak about this on another podcast but in the nba we just seen that happen um the, the the heat let dwayne wade walk to chicago to his hometown and get paid um Pat Riley came out after the fact saying he didn't do enough, you know, um, you know, maybe him and Dwayne could have did a little more to make that happen, that he let his star walk. Um, I'm not sure if Pat Riley is doing that just to kind of cover up to say, you know, because because it almost seemed like he was kind of playing the, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it because I, I will have a guest on about it, but it almost seemed like he was playing the, like trying to play a victim role and at the same time take blame for it so that you're like, oh, he messed up, you know, let's let's let it go. He, he's acknowledging he messed up and he made a mistake and let's let it go rather than just say, we didn't want to pay the guy the money. He don't deserve it in our eyes. You know, we could build this franchise better without giving Dwayne Wade this kind of money. But at the end of the day, you fucked up because <laughs> Dwayne Wade is the Miami Heat. Like he, he just is like for me, I'm not a Miami Heat fan. Right. But for me, when I think about the Miami Heat, I think of certain players, just like I think about with any team with any team and Dwayne Wade is one of those players and again I understand I'm not the one you know I'm, I'm not the I'm not the one whose money the bank you know bank whose bank account the money is coming out of but sometimes you just gotta pay guys for their dues that's all I'm saying just pay them for their dues you know what I mean and again easy to say it's not my money but that's what I'm here for <laughs> to say what I think and I think they should have kept Dwayne Wade just like the Jets need to resign Fitzpatrick Brandon Marshall, he's not answering your text, man. Maybe he's playing hardball with you now. Maybe you're playing hardball. Maybe, maybe you're part of this game plan to get Fitzpatrick back and say he's not answering my text. This is getting really bad. I don't know. But for Brandon Marshall's sake, sign Fitzpatrick. And I I've talked way too much about Fitzpatrick at this point, but that's just the way I feel. It's kind of it's not Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick isn't the moral of this conversation. It's just when someone deserves something. Give them what they deserve. Don't play games with them. You know what I mean? Um, other than that, I can't, n- nothing else in the NFL has really that, that I'm really concerned with uh, has has crossed my mind right now. Um, that's it for the Scott Fishbowl. The draft is over for me. The, the fun is over until the season starts for that. Um, again, thank you to, to Scott for coming on. Um, you guys definitely check him out. And I'm trying to think. Nah, I guess. Nah, I guess not. I guess that's not. Mm, nah. All right. So yeah, let's go ahead and end this thing. I, I have some more podcasts coming up where I'm going to go into some other <laughs> some other stuff that I was hesitant to give out here, but I'll, I'll wait to the other podcast. So um, thank you everybody again for listening. I really appreciate it. It's always good to have a conversation with you guys, to dig down deep with you guys, um, to entertain you guys, to provide knowledge Um, So again, thank you guys for joining me. Let's continue to do great things. Be great. Be kind. Keep dodging. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.